and welcome to This is the Greatest Song I've Ever Heard in My Entire Life. I'm Scott in Toronto, and today we're bringing you a special bonus episode because we want you to get to meet the people who make the show. So I'm here with my co-producer, Catherine, and co-producer, Izzy. Catherine and Izzy, uh, thanks for joining. I'm so excited to hang out and chat. I'm excited <laughs> to be here. I, I, When you were talking, I was like, maybe you should have done a accent at the beginning i was just listening to the zane low interview with harry styles and i was like this needs to be in a what is he australian accent like whatever whatever nationality yeah that's what i that's what i was expecting from you but is zane low not just british i always oh. thought he was just british you you can't mix up i have the no idea stuff. i guess he was on bbc oh no he's he's a kiwi new zealand oh i was so close oh wow you really can't mix up australia new zealand <laughs> <laughs> well, Izzy, thank you for being here too. Oh yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. So let's just start by telling everyone, you know, who you are and and what you do. I, I feel like people sort of know me. I'm Scott. I host this podcast. Mm -hmm. But Catherine, tell everyone about you. Yeah, I'm Catherine. I am not a podcaster by trade, but uh, a big fan of podcasts, a huge fan of music. That's probably like my number one personality trait. Um, and so I uh, work in the corporate world in, in healthcare and IT, but really excited to be part of this podcast with my friend Scott and my new friend Izzy to talk about music and think about music and get cool people on to talk and think about music. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been great because I really first had this idea like two years ago. Before Charlie XCX. Before Charlie XCX. Yeah. Just to be very clear. And then she took the podcast title that you had. And I think we can have the, the receipts to back it up. I feel like there's text messages to that effect. It's definitely in the text messages. Yeah, I love Charlie XCX's best song ever podcast, by the way. Everyone should go listen to it. And it's it's slightly different than ours. Yeah, the format's different. I think it was the title that I I, I swear you had that because it's also like the One Direction song too. So. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, but even back then and then all throughout the process of like actually putting together, Catherine's been a big help as a sounding board as you know creative feedback pushing me to like actually get shit done um so it's it's been great having you along for the ride and then um izzy you and i work on a lot of music stuff together uh and recording stuff mm -hmm. and uh so tell the, yeah. tell the people about you so i am a by trade a composer and a audio engineer and a producer and i do a lot of different various things with the audio stuff I like making sound sound good. Um, I also love writing music. So like in terms of like being an artist, that's more of a personal passion thing. And that's also where my love of music has come from. It's just when you're trying to be an artist, you're always trying to like absorb, right? Yeah. So is that the cliche answer? No, it's that great. Cliche you're answer? a sponge. That's what I tell everyone about you, Izzy. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. This is Izzy, the sponge. <laughs> well, so what I thought would be the best way to get people to know us, and I get asked this a lot by people who listen to the show, is like, are you ever going to tell people what your greatest song of all time is? Uh, and so I figured we can do that here. And I'll preface it by saying what I tell to all of our guests, too, is like, you can have many, many songs that fit this criteria of the greatest song you've ever heard in your entire life. I can name like 20 right off the top of my head. But, you know, we're just picking one. We might do this again and all pick another song. But for now, Catherine, maybe you can get us started. What is the greatest song you've ever heard in your entire life? I kind of take issue with, with how you introduced that because I feel like 
in the moment that you're asked, what is the greatest song that you've ever heard in your entire life? There is a greatest song because you have to give an answer. You mm. can't just say these are the 20 greatest songs, but that's semantics. It's fine. Yeah. Well, it's it's a personal question because I interpret it maybe differently than someone else interprets it. So in your interpretation, what is the greatest song you've ever heard in your entire life right now? I'm like picturing the fade in as I'm talking about this because that's my favorite part is hearing it when the person's talking about it. But um, the song that is my current favorite song is Pink Pony Club by Chapel Rowan. Wow. I usually feign a little bit of surprise on the podcast, but I always know what the person is going to pick. I did not know. Catherine did not tell us ahead of time. Yeah, I made them react in real time. And I'm pretty sure Scott knows the song. I don't know about Izzy. <laughs> is is this a song that I should know? Like, I'm going to be embarrassed I don't know it? No, it's a newer song. It's a smaller song. It's great. Yeah, so it was released in 2020, in the summer of 2020, and this was like one of Chapel Rowan's like first song she released. It wasn't her first, but it was like definitely the biggest. It's a very like dancey, vintage. You can just visualize like the disco balls and the cowboy hats and that kind of thing. And so last summer, I feel like with people having been vaccinated and getting out and doing stuff, like it was kind of a party song that played at cool parties, at least in my understanding. <laughs> Um, and so, uh, it's just a very cool, like, like I said, vintage inspired song. It's about a like fictional girl who wants to be a stripper and dances in this fictional pink pony club. And she just like pictures her Southern mom being like, what have you done? Like, this is the worst thing you could ever do. <laughs> and so it's really catchy though, as produced by Dan Negro, who did like Livia Rodrigo Sour and Caroline Polachek and that kind of stuff. And so it's really well produced and sounds awesome. Are, are you a lyric person or a melody person? Or, I mean, if you had to pick either. No, it's very important to me because I'm a melody person, like, all the time. Like, I hardly pay attention to right. the lyrics unless I know it really, really well. And so sometimes I'll tell people, like, man, this is such a great song. Like, makes me so happy to listen to the song. And then the lyrics are, like, really depressing. But the music <laughs> is happy. And so that's always what I listen to. Like, it took me years after listening to Robin's Dancing on My Own, which is like also one of my favorite songs of all time to really understand that it was like a fucking depressing song of like dancing in the corner. Like that's, and it's literally the lyrics that I'm like screaming when I'm, <laughs> when I'm listening to it. But yeah. I, I 100% I'm all like melody production instrumentation. And I have a theory that it's kind of based on what some of your first musical experiences were some of my first musical experiences were playing the piano, playing the violin, yeah. like the instrumentation side of it. And then I kind of got into choir later. I find that my friends who like started in choir or like wanted to be vocalists from the beginning are a little bit more lyric space. So that's my theory. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also think that the thing about melody that's super interesting is that it's, I mean, lyrics are words that you, you learn as you get older, right? You like learn what word, what meaning has, what symbolism is, but melody is so instinctual. It's just like, like there's a reason why people will be like, oh, even kids love Beach Boys songs. It's like, there's just a way songs are written, at least on like the Western hemisphere, 
ways songs have been written that just make you feel a certain way. Because I personally, like when I'm writing a song, literally the all the lyrics are obviously, and I think a lot of people write this way too, are just gibberish. It's just da's and d's, maybe like the same phrase being repeated over and over. Just you're like, oh, phonetically, that makes sense with a melody. That's really cool. Okay, I get yeah. that. And then you fill them in later. But yeah, the song is a bop. Everyone should go check it out. And uh, Izzy, what about you? What is the greatest song you've ever heard in your entire life? I mean, you already know. It's it's Everybody Wants to Rule the World by Tears for Fears. Such a good pick. A thousand percent. It's one of those songs where it always existed in my life. It's not like I heard it and I was like, oh yeah, like that, I don't really like it or it's not my thing. Like I just, it, it was very passive in my life. Like I'd hear it maybe at the supermarket. Right. I'd maybe hear it on like the radio. Maybe I'd even see it in a TV show. But I think it was like, I wish I could remember what movie it was. It was like one of those 80s films. It might've been the Val Kilmer one where he plays like a genius who goes to like a college? Oh yeah, yeah, real, real genius, real genius, real genius. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think at the, I think it's in that one. It's at the end where they get like this prank on, on like the the main villain who's like some sort of admin, per, like administrative person or whatever. It's like classic eighty shit. And like they rig the house to blow up with popcorn, right? And like popcorn <laughs> explodes, and it just, it's just kids like coming running through a field of like snow esque popcorn. And that song's playing. And it was like, it's like, that's like the best part about like also good syncs with like a good song is like, it just takes a song and it makes it like, oh, having people play through a field of popcorn while listening to this song makes it the greatest song I've ever heard. Yeah. This is how it was. And I mean, honestly, like I could talk about the production of it. I mean, the fact that like they have these crazy, I mean, those two guys, I'm, I'm not a name person, so... I can't remember people's names. Yeah, Roland and uh, someone else. Someone else. Those two guys, this like understanding of harmony is, it's like for two guys, like the way that they structure their harmonies and the way they layer things is so powerful because of course they track things in, in the studio, but like you hear the core of it and it's two notes and the way they're blending the two notes together is so powerful. And then you hear like, especially like on, on Everybody Wants Rule World, the, the DX7, which I actually have one right here. It's like the little belly kind of like, do, 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 Like, it just drives the song forward. I mean, the I could gush about why that song just fucking makes me feel something every time. I, I yeah. don't know what it is. It's so good. And and just because uh, we, we will get yelled at by people online, it's Roland Orzabal and Kurt Smith. Are the members there of Tears go. for Fears? I love how I'm I'm praising them, and they're like, <laughs> like these guys are geniuses. Yeah. I don't remember their name. Whatever oh, those fuckers. Guy. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. it is. It's so good, and it's the vibe, like that sort of twelve eight shuffle feel on the drums. Yes. Yeah. And it just it to me it always feels like like driving on a real open highway as someone who doesn't have a driver's license. Like if that song was cut to be like 30 or 45 minutes, like it just, you know, kept looping totally fine because it's just a perfect vibe that keeps floating along those like multiple guitar solos that happen, the chorus that comes in. It just like, it's perfect. The song like fades out with a rock and guitar solo, which like you could argue is like the worst thing to do is to like, 
when something's really good to fade it out, which yeah. a lot of great songs do. But that's why it's good. It's it makes you being like, oh no, come back. Like, yeah. why are you going? That's when you know you've got something good. We're like, this is so good. I'm gonna piss off the listener by fading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I get to do the honors. Sure. Scott, what is the song that makes you scream? This is the greatest song I've ever heard in my entire life. I'm so happy you asked. I feel like this is not surprising to anyone who knows me, but it is Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. It's just... (sighs) Everything about it is so good. The production style is very unique. Like, it doesn't sound like any other pop songs. You know, it's got the very corny kind of disco strings and the really loud four-on-the-floor bass drum. It just feels like, I don't know, It just it, it's not as, like, edgy or cool as pop songs were in 2011 and 2012, but it's also not, like, totally corny and novelty. It just, like, I don't know, it occupies sonically its own space. The... Lyrics I love because, I mean, so much of what Carly Rae Jepsen does so well is the sort of like magnifying the tiny moments in between parts of relationships, right? Where Whether it's like, oh, are we like about to break up or are we about to get together or like, Am I about to put myself out there in the in the case of this song, right? Like it's all about this moment of, okay, I'm deciding to put myself out there and like ask you out and like eh, see what happens, you know, call me. Maybe, maybe, you know, it's it has like all the anxiety to it. And I think we also had to shout out the line that's I guess used as a bridge, although sort of functionally it's a little different. But before you came into my life, I missed you so bad is such a fucking good lyric. <laughs> It's so good. Has anyone ever said anything more romantic than that? It's amazing. Ah, it's incredible. And of course, this isn't even to get into all like the the musical stuff and the way that the melody interacts with the harmony and all this stuff. I've talked about that so many times in different places and I'll do it again later at some point. But like, I don't know. Everything about the song is so perfect. And I love all Carly Rae Jepsen songs and I've seen her 12 or 13 times or whatever. And... I respect people who love other Carly Rae Jepsen songs, but I do kind of feel a little bit like when people are like, oh, no, no, she has so much better stuff. Like, it's not just that. Don't worry. You know, you should check out the whole album. It's not all like that. It's kind of like, you know what? Fuck you. (laughs) If she was an artist who only put out this song, she would be one of the greatest artists of all time. Like, you know, it's just... (laughs) I love all the other stuff too, but I don't think we need to fool ourselves. It's a big statement. It's a big statement, but it's true. Like we don't need to fool ourselves. This is a perfect song. I just wonder if like part of it is because of its ubiquity and like literally you could not turn a left corner without hearing that in 2011. Yeah. I do get the impulse to say, okay, you might be annoyed by that because it was literally incessant in 2011, 2012. Go listen to... Run away with me. Go listen to, I don't know, my favorite, which is uh, for sure, like all that kind of stuff. Like go listen to these other ones that show her depth. But you're, I think you're right in terms of the quality of it. I just don't think a lot of people go into depth on the quality of it. Yeah, you're totally right. I get it. I get it. We also have to be real and, and admit that like it, it's well acknowledged that the song is a meme. And that's not, it's not a meme because it's bad. It's a meme because of what right. It was said. pre the pop renaissance of like 2014, 2015 when people started 
taking it more seriously, or at least that was my experience and how I took pop music more seriously. Like, I guess, Scott, like, did you latch onto it immediately or did you take, did it take some time? Okay. It was immediate for me. I I remember one time early on listening to it 11 times in a row on a subway ride and, and I'll still like, it has lost none of its power for me. But anyway, so those are our picks for the greatest songs we've ever heard in our entire lives. And I think we did a great job. A swell job, everyone. Yeah, really, really ran the gamut there with genre. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we should definitely do another version in the future because, like, I literally have five or seven other picks, and I could tell you why for each one. So many good songs. So you heard our picks for our favorite songs, and now we want to hear your picks. We'd love to get some of you in some short videos or clips, letting us know what you like, what you're into, what's your favorite song. Uh, A lot of folks have asked, and we are really excited to have some of you come on the podcast, come on our TikTok, and do some short clips about what you like and why. Yeah. So we started a TikTok, just like our Instagram and Twitter. It's Great Song Pod, great with the number eight. And we're going to start creating new content specifically for the TikTok, uh, which will mostly be like these little mini episodes with you or other people, maybe some random people we go up to on the street where we ask them what the greatest song they've ever heard in their entire life is. And so if you want to be on that or you want to just check it out, follow us on TikTok. Get in touch with us on any social media platform if you want to be featured. And we would love to talk to you about that. If you're an emailer, it's great song pod with an eight at gmail.com if you want to do that. Otherwise, follow us on TikTok, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. The Instagram is really fun. If I do say so myself, we do a weekly roundup of our favorite songs of the week and ask you what yours is. And then you can DM us there too. And if you want to be part of our TikTok or anything else. (laughs) Or just to get in touch with us. Say hey. Say hey. One other thing that we'll we'll say is our fantastic graphic artist, Kevin Lawler, who designed our Kevin the Karaoke Cat mascot, has also designed characters for the three of us. Oh, yeah. Which will start rolling out on our social media platforms. And I don't know, we'll we'll kind of dig into it and, and create some lore, explain the lore of these characters. <laughs> um, I think they're all maybe we'll do another us. bonus episode about that. They're a band. They're all part of a band. So if you have ideas for a band name, hit us up. Because I'd be curious what our band is called with Kevin the Karaoke Cat and the three animals that are supposed to represent ourselves. So um, we got to come up with a good band name. We got to come up with some good lore. About but that. yeah, so so check it out. We'll start using those characters. I'm a, I'm a bear who plays the bass. Izzy's a orangutan who plays the drums and Catherine's a cool golden retriever who plays the guitar. I, I am, I am so, an orangutan. Is, that, is this a good aesthetic for us? I don't know. <laughs> like I said, they're all indicative of who we are. So uh, again, follow us on social media on all the places at great song pod, GR number eight song pod. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Interante Scott. That's I N T E R R A N T E or on TikTok at Scott Interante. Uh, Catherine, where can people find you? I'm at Catherine the Great, number eight. Took that from me. Yeah, you you had it first. Every platform. You had it um, first. Yeah, follow my Instagram. It's a good time. <laughs> and uh, and Izzy, where can people find you? I change mine semi frequently. I'm never happy with it. It's 
currently it's Izzy four underscore now. Gotta have that solid branding going across all oh, platforms. I, I purposely don't brand. I don't want people to know who I am. <laughs> and people should also listen to your songs on Spotify at Harvey Bruce if they want. Oh yeah, that that is something I am okay promoting. And and again, that's it's antithetical to what I just said to Catherine, which is I don't like promoting <laughs> a consistent brand, but. I write, I write like indie pop and indie rock and, you know, you might like it. Check it out. Yeah. Um, well, thanks so much for tuning in for this weird uh, little fun bonus episode. Maybe we'll do it again sometime and uh, get in touch with us and have a lovely day. Bye. See ya. Listen to a good song. <laughs>